welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Hey there, welcome back to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with Deborah Doak and Tracy Callahan. We have a juicy topic for you today, and we are going to talk about why do clients hate their attorneys? Why is that such a big deal? And as a divorce coach, how you can help. So Tracy, I want to throw it over to you to start because I know you've got some really interesting data you want to share. Yeah, I I think it's really fascinating, right? I mean, the market size measured by revenue of the family law and divorce lawyers and attorneys industry is projected to be a $12.1 billion industry in 2022. And just just, OMG, take a B. Exactly, exactly. That just speaks tons, right? Um, And further, in a study, uh, a research done by Martindale Nolo in their uh, research section, they did a survey and nearly six six out of 10 readers had a lawyer handle their entire divorce case, right? So that's 57% used a full scope attorney. And they further sort of identified the reasons why individuals hire attorneys, right? And it was pretty based on issues, So 75% of those uh, researchers identified alimony as being a top issue Mm -hmm. in terms of hiring an attorney, followed by custody, debt division, property division, and child support. So we know as disputes rise, right, as conflicts come into play, individuals engaging in the divorce process will more than likely go to seek an attorney, depending on what the area of issue or concern is. We also know that as disposable income increases, people are more likely to hire an attorney. However, when disposable income becomes less for the individual's They have a lesser ability to afford an attorney and then will seek out other means. So it's really some interesting information to understand the landscape of the divorce process and and why people might be engaging with attorneys, which then sort of leads to issues they have with their attorneys, which as divorce coaches, we see quite a bit of. Yeah, we see we see it all the time. Um, so let's back up to this idea that about six out of 10 people hire attorneys to do their divorce. Let's factor out of that, right? Some people go through divorce because they don't have kids. They don't have assets. They go to the court, they get the paperwork and they file it. Mm -hmm. Let's call that 10%, right? So Mm -hmm. let's just take those people out. They have no need for an attorney or they absolutely don't have a dollar. So they're not going to use them anyway. Right. Right. So let's narrow down the people for whom there is property to divide. They need a parenting plan and they have some means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I'm going to put that number up. I'm going to say that's 75%. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I yeah. believe part of that, it's not just the conflict, it's we have this societal kind of trope that's been going around that says 
if I'm getting divorced, the first step I should take is go get an attorney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And how do I choose an attorney? Well, I just call who my cousin Sue used <laughs> or my neighbor Joanne used or my buddy Steve yeah. used. Um, and there's not a lot of education about the divorce process options that are out there, nor is there a lot of guidance about how do I pick my person? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So not only do we have this kind of misinformation mm-hmm. about, about there's so many more options available out there, but, but number two, there's all different kinds of ice cream and pizza. How do you know which one to choose from? Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the challenges as we talk about the societal historical perspective of the role of attorneys in the divorce process, right? It was as if there was some magic book or some secret book that people didn't understand, right? So if they were going to get divorced, they really looked at it as a legal matter, right? Which you have to legally get married and you have to legally get divorced. But when you get married, you simply fill out a license. You go down to the local, wherever your County office, and you file your license for marriage and divorce, right? People believe that there are all of these legal aspects that have to be addressed, which there are correct. There are Mm -hmm. property divisions, there are custody arrangements that need to be made. But there was sort of this perception that I couldn't do that myself. Yet the court system was really never intended to be a family resolution process. The court Mm -hmm. system was intended to be a legal process. So often when people engage in the divorce process, they believe they're hiring an attorney to solve a family issue, right? Mm -hmm. Which we know costs the courts, costs taxpayers thousands and thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. when people are using the legal system to resolve some issues that might very well be able to be resolved in other means. And I think what you're speaking to is really the lack of understanding and awareness of individuals engaging in the process as to what their options are. Mm-hmm. And that's really where a divorce coach can play a, a, a huge role at the beginning of the process with our clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why we, we really stress how helpful we can be before. Yes. Work with a coach. How can you spread the word in your community, in your marketing materials about the value you add before they make that consult call? Right. Number one, understanding the process. Um, Tracy and I were talking before we press record here today that um, I had a client in New York engaging in the um, collaborative process. And because of the expense of the individuals there, it is $1,600 an hour mm. for them to have a meeting with mm. the four professionals and the, and the two of them. Mm. And although that's helpful, they do not have a complicated divorce. Mm-hmm. There are adult children. There's no business. There's no uh, complicated property. And so had I had the opportunity to talk with her before would that family have been able to consider other options like mediation where they pay a mediator 250 or $300 an hour that they share. Mm -hmm. And then they could each have a consulting attorney 
that they could make quick 15 minute phone calls to if they needed legal guidance on a particular issue. Right. Yes. And, and listen, I applaud the concept of collaborative law, right? And and attorneys play an important role in uh, facilitating and providing information for our clients in regard to their legal rights or how those state statutes apply Mm -hmm. to their case. Correct. Right. Is this separate? Is this separate property? Is this not separate property? Right. Exactly. And, and, and I applaud the efforts and collaborative law that there is a commitment by the both attorneys involved that they are going Mm -hmm. to work together to come to some resolution that is not a litigious process, right? Their commitment in a collaborative process to say, we are going to do everything we can to ensure that this doesn't go to litigation. Mm -hmm. But in the process of that, right, they've kind of created this system that could be extremely expensive. And, And Deb, you and I talk about this, you know, so much, Um, in terms of helping our clients also understand what their divorce budget is. How much money do they have, Mm -hmm. right? And and, and for all intents and purposes, this is discretionary income, right? Disposable income to be able to hire the people that they want on their team to be Mm -hmm. able to facilitate this process. And often when uh, clients feel or individuals engaging in divorce feel they have no choices yes, or don't understand the full landscape of all of the options, including a variety of alternative dispute resolution processes, which is not just mediation, but can include arbitration, binding and Mm -hmm. non-binding, that they then are sort of uh, sucked into the vortex of mm-hmm. the legal system, which can often be extremely costly. And that's right. some of the frustration we hear with right. our clients who are involved and engaged in that process of how much it's costing them, right? right. The client who's now freaking out that saying this, this process that they chose to be uh, helpful is now bankrupting them. Right, right. So, so let's go back to <clears throat> what are some of the things we see go sideways? Cause I hear this a lot. I'm so frustrated with my attorney. What do we see go sideways? One, they don't understand their process options. So they just made a phone call to an attorney and they're off to the races. Yes. Number two, when they did their consultations with an attorney, were they thorough? Did they ask the questions they needed to ask? Right. That was important to them. Yeah. To them. Right. So um, I wrote a blog post recently kind of going through some of the issues I've seen coming up. Are you expecting concierge service? Mm -hmm. Make that clear. Or is the most important thing for you to keep your bill down and you only want to hear from this person if it's time to go to court or if you need to make a decision? Right. Like, what do you expect in terms of responsiveness? Mm -hmm. Yes. What are the particular issues of concern in your case? So when you're doing a consult, yes, we're going to do spousal support. Yes, there will be child support. Yes, the marital home is going to be divided. That's going to happen everywhere. What are your particular concerns that you need to make sure your person has expertise in? Do you have a special needs child? Do you have an adult disabled child? 
Mm-hmm. Have you been a stay-at-home mom and spousal support is going to be your biggest concern? Talk about that separate property. Is that a concern? Military divorce. Yes. Um, are, do you suspect there's hidden money? Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are the other things? Um, <clears throat> please don't go in and ask an attorney in a consult or work with your client. We're, we're talking to coaches here. Work with your client to help them craft the right question. Yes. If you go into a consult and say, can you help me with a high conflict divorce? 127% of attorneys will say, of course I can. Yeah. That's not the right question. Help them craft the right questions. Yeah. And and to understand, again, the coach plays a a very pivotal role in in understanding which each person's role is. What is the role of the attorney and what is the role of the client? Right. And in coaching, we talk about helping our clients be credible clients. Part of being a credible client is also understanding that your attorney's role is not to provide you emotional support. Mm-hmm. Right? And often clients seek that level of emotional support from their attorneys. And, and again, they might listen to you, but their job is to support you legally, to advise mm-hmm. you legally in your case. So if right. you are not seeking outside means to mm-hmm. get the emotional support that you need, your now attorney may be charging you anywhere from 400 to <laughs> $800 an hour to mm-hmm. listen to you cry. Right. And, and, and it's not that I'm saying attorneys don't want to do that, but that's not their job. And mm-hmm. your role in understanding that is your responsibility, the client's responsibility to be mm-hmm. able to find means in which they are utilizing the services correctly. Right, right. The other thing that is not the attorney's job is to make a decision for you. And I'll pull an example from my personal experience. I can remember that, you know, my ex-husband cut off financial support mm-hmm. and I was, you know, twisted up about the whole thing. And I kept going in and saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he would say, well, we can file temporary orders or we were still doing a dissolution. He said, we can go ahead and file for divorce. Mm-hmm. And as part of that, we'll, we'll have temporary orders. Now, I don't think he described it to me very well that I understood it. And so I, in my mind was like, no, 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 I don't want to file for divorce and make it contentious. Um, but he couldn't say to me, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. That's my decision. So yeah. do you want to file for temporary orders? Yes or no? Well, Mr. Attorney, Mrs. Attorney, what do you think I should do? They're, they will not answer that question for you. Right. That's, that is the client's decision. So part of the role of a divorce coach is helping your client self-discover. Yes. Okay. Well, what are the possibilities if you don't? What would that look like? What yeah. are the possibilities if you do? What would that look like? So that they can then go back to their attorney. Mm-hmm with their decision or with their questions about the legal implications of decision A or decision B, right? Exactly. The legal implications, right? Right. Not the emotional, (laughs) not the financial, not the anything else. Yes. Because we know when individuals utilize the legal system or attorneys or the court system to seek emotional justice or engage in some form of emotional retribution, that we know that that 
never works. They will not get the satisfaction. They will not seek the, they, they can seek it, but will not necessarily receive that satisfaction. So understanding, right. Those, those questions is so important in terms of when hiring an attorney, while also remembering that you are the engaged decision maker, because when it's all said and done, right. When the dust settles, you know, it all comes to the ground. You are the individual left standing there with the decisions that have been made, whether you made them or you chose to give that decision-making process over to somebody else. Yep. You're left with that. And then we often see clients who have turned over their decision-making process to others filled with anger, resentment, regret. Yep. And, 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 that, you know, you and I talk about the word empowerment, right? Okay. Empowerment. We, we are supporting clients being empowered in their lives and their decision-making process, but it's really kind of, they've always held the power. It's re-engaging that power, Mm -hmm. right? right? In feeling that ability to be confident that you have gathered the information you need to make the decisions that Mm -hmm. are meaningful to you and your family circumstance. Right. Right. So what can a coach do? Let's talk through this. They, you've got a client who did not engage you in the beginning. Mm. So they didn't understand their process options. They just made the call. They didn't do an effective job of interviewing. So here they have an attorney that maybe is not a good fit and they, they're frustrated. And we hear this all the time. My attorney's not calling me back or they're doing, they're doing things I'm not even aware of. They sent an email to opposing counsel with stuff I didn't agree to, mm-hmm. um, whatever it is, or, or they didn't file the motion to compel. They didn't do this. Okay. Expectations aren't being met. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again. Working with the client to, first of all, the minute they feel that dissatisfaction, mm-hmm. pull up your big adult panties, yeah. sit in your assertiveness, mm-hmm. request a phone call mm-hmm. or a meeting so that you can do a litmus test. Yes. Sometimes you need to switch attorneys. It's yeah. expensive, but sometimes it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to do that. How do I know if it's time? Right. That's a, a question I get from clients. Should I switch attorneys? Well, okay. how will you know? The, the way you will know is assertively bringing your concerns and seeing how they're handled. Absolutely. Absolutely. And divorce coaches can play a big role in this, right? And mm-hmm. I know, Deborah, this is something you and I offer as services with our clients is for individuals that are going through that assessment process, that litmus test, right? Mm-hmm. Either helping and prepping our clients in, in, in preparing for that conversation and communication with their attorney, right? right. That assertive communication in, in regard to the, uh, the effective communication of expectations and as well as supporting in uh, facilitating those conversations. I know you and I work often with clients and attorneys in in joint conversations, right? Facilitated conversations to be able to support what the client is saying to the attorney and to support helping the client hear what the attorney is sharing. 
Yes. So they're, translators. They're yeah, mm-hmm. translators. And it, and it often is the, the pivotal point in, in helping the client make those decisions. Because mm-hmm. we do know switching divorce attorneys cost money, right? And time. And But sometimes it is needed. So helping our clients move through that assessment process, identification yeah. of issues, right? Is the problem our clients or is the problem the attorney and really having a realistic conversation about that, which yep. coaches can really do dive deep in sort of identifying some of those underlying issues and then engaged as a decision maker. If it is believed that, you know, this is not the, the right relationship for them mm-hmm. to be able to then make that decision for them to be able to confidently make that decision for themselves, for themselves. Right. And then the final part where I think a coach can be super helpful. I'm sure you do this. I know I do this. Once they identify their, they have a problem and they're frustrated and they want to communicate um, or they need to communicate with their attorney that they need an update, that they've got some concerns, that they've got some issues is helping them edit yeah. that email communication, yes. right? and I feel and and he did. Okay. Not helpful. First of all, you're paying $400 an hour for your attorney to read those words. (laughs) Yes. And okay. So, you know, tips are, first of all, make the subject line clear. Yes. Don't keep responding. So it's re, 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 re Mm -hmm. new email subject line, clear request for meeting. Yes. Number three, you know, and then within the email, bullet points, numbers, group your topics, mm-hmm. marital home, dot, 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 yeah. parenting plan, dot, 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 with your specific legal questions or instructions. Yes. Please go ahead and file the temporary order motion. Please go ahead and send this to whatever. Um yeah, I have I, I have a wonderful exercise that I do with clients who write those very long-winded emails that go on mm-hmm. and on. I ask them to go back in their email and put a dollar sign over every word that they do. <laughs> and count, count, you know, by a percentage of what they're charging on an hourly rate, assign a dollar amount to each one of those words. And then when they're able to take a step back and realize that that email just cost them X amount of dollars, it is a wonderful, wonderful Mm -hmm. exercise in helping your clients streamline their communication to ensure that it is effective and clear to the attorney in terms of process. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then the the last thing I'm going to throw out is you can help your client understand what your attorney does and doesn't have control over. Yes. And the court schedule is something they don't have control over. Yep. Your attorney cannot make the judge show up next Wednesday just because you want to. Mm -hmm. If the court is running a three-month scheduling um, calendar right now, then your next court date is going to be three months from now. Your attorney cannot do anything about that. If opposing counsel puts in a request to delay a hearing and gets that approved, your attorney cannot do anything about that. So, you know, understand the court schedule and what your attorney does and does not have power over. Yeah. And and the other factor there, too, is the other individual, the spouse, the soon-to-be right. and their attorney. 
Right. So there might be limitations in terms of communication on the other side. Mm -hmm. So you're managing sort of this telephone tag process, which often can be very difficult. Again, another reason why sometimes Mm -hmm. these attorney to attorney conversations can be time consuming and costly. They can be. So, you know, whatever you can do um, to communicate the value I think of clients working with you up front is the number one thing you can do Yes, to help make sure that somebody that engages an attorney is more likely to have a good experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then number two, the expectations and the communication, that's where you can add value. And hopefully then we will have fewer clients hating their attorneys. Yes. And developing <laughs> better, more effective relationships. Absolutely. All in all is a win for everyone. Absolutely. All right. You know, as always, we could talk forever, um, but we'll be back next week with another um, hopefully helpful conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.